Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And then game two. You know, I, when I said to Hoff, I said, let's make a list of best wins and best losses. Uh, worst losses. There weren't a lot of awful losses on the list because the Mets haven't had a lot of really bad losses. You know, those those Edwin Diaz kick yourself in the balls kinds of games that we've had a lot of. Tuesday night against the Padres, despite losing a game 7-0, okay, it happens. I mean, it's a 162-game season. You know what happens. Despite the fact that you could kind of look at that game and say, ah, you know what, you Darvish, he pitched well. Mets have just won three in a row. It's okay to lose that game. That's a game that in the moment I'm putting on the list because of the injury to Marte, because of the injury to Alonzo, and because as we're all watching this game, I'm not even thinking about the fact that you Darvish threw seven scoreless innings. I'm thinking about the fact that, oh my God, two key guys may be hurt. So I'm not saying that game's going to be on any list because if Marte's back soon like we talked about and Pete's back soon like we talked about, we may sort of forget that game and say, oh yeah, they lost to the Padres, whatever, and not think about the ramifications of it because it may not turn out to be serious. But Hoff, when you're watching that game the way I'm watching that game, are you not thinking, oh my God, <laughs> these guys may be out for two months? I, I that, this whole season I've been pretty optimistic about everything. This is the first time I, I I was I was scared from like, okay, we could be in some serious trouble here just because the way Alonzo and Marte have carried the offense lately. Uh, I was I couldn't focus on anything, anything else but that. That was a problem. Like, I I completely agree. That game became kind of a fog. I mean. Look, down 4 nothing. I think this team has shown us an ability to come back. But by the third inning, because remember, all these injuries happened right out of the gate. Starling Marte has that caught stealing in the first inning of the game. They talk to him a little bit. Hey, how you feeling? Starling says, okay, I'll go out. I'll try to play right field. One inning later, he's out of the game. Pete gets drilled in the second inning on that weird check swing play, and he's out of the game. So third inning of this game it's not that it's 4 nothing and, oh, my God, they can't hit you, Darvish. It's, what the hell's happening to these guys? And you knew watching the game, there wasn't going to be an update that told us anything. So even though Steve Gelb said, oh, look, the X-rays are clean. To me, that didn't even mean anything. So the whole game sort of became a fog of, just get me to the real MRI so I know what the F is going on with Marte and Alonzo. That was it. That was a whole freaking game. Now, Let's address what I, what I know is the, the red meat issue of the Alonzo stuff. And I think it's the easy sports talk radio topic. We've all done it, which is Alonzo got drilled. The Mets have been hit 40 times this season. As I always say with the Clint Capella line from last year's playoffs, what you're going to do about it? And I got to tell you, it's easy to say go drill somebody. And I think that's the majority of Met fans or talk show hosts, like, yeah, go drill Manny Machado. As I'm watching the game last night, I'm not thinking that because I don't think it does anything. Like, would it make us all smile and say, yeah, we hit somebody? Sure. 
I guess there's that short-term high you get off of drilling Manny Machado. But I didn't watch the rest of Tuesday night's game with this bloodthirsty thought of, oh my God, they have to hit somebody. Because I also just don't think, not that I'm some kind of pacifist, I'm not. What the hell is that going to do? Like, do you want the Mets to drill Manny Machado? Obviously, the series is over now, but did you want the Mets to drill somebody because three guys got hit in five at-bats and one guy may have, at the time at least, we thought broke his hand? No, not even close. I didn't want any of that. It doesn't make any sense because all it's going to lead to is suspensions and possible more injuries. I don't need that. Yeah. I, look, I think sometimes hitting somebody is okay. It's baseball. It's a part of the game. I, I just think that this common theme that the Mets have had of being drilled isn't going to be solved because the Mets decide to retaliate against one of the eight teams that have hit Met players. My my thought has always been this, charge them out. And, and look, to your point, that could lead to injuries. That would certainly lead to a suspension. But I think that's more effective than going to another player who has nothing to do with it and hitting him. Like, okay, you did this, we'll do that. Sometimes it's as simple as, you hit me, you son of a bitch. I'm going to go out and try to kick your ass. Now, I don't know if Pete was in any position to do that, considering he was in massive pain after he got hit in the hand. But this goes back to a month ago. I would rather see you charge the mound. And I'm not saying either one's the answer. But I'd rather see you charge the mound than just drilling Luke Voigt or drilling Eric Hosmer. Do you think Buck is talking to them and saying, let's try to keep our cool? Or do you think this is like a... Just that they haven't had that opportune moment to, all right, screw it, I'm just, I'm just charging. I, I don't know if anybody wants to. Like, I don't know if the players think the way we think, or I just don't know if a player has any intention of charging. I don't think Buck Showalter's even had to have that conversation because I don't even think they're thinking about stuff like that. And, like, we had Buck on a few weeks ago and asked him about, hey, you know, your guys get hit. What about retaliating? And... I know he's never going to be honest and say, yes, we want to, we're just going to start drilling guys. <laughs> but his point is kind of what I said, which is, what does that do? Like, well, what is, what does that accomplish? And it, it really doesn't accomplish anything other than making us as fans, I guess, somewhat happy. Like, yeah, we drilled Manny Machado. Like, I just don't think it accomplishes anything. And unfortunately, what's happened to the Mets this season in terms of how many guys have been hit, I hate to give this answer because I know it's frustrating, but I just think it's a coincidence like or hey the way to get Pete Alonzo out is to bust him inside because he's a really good hitter who's having an MVP type season and sometimes you do need to pitch inside and accidentally you miss by a quarter of an inch you hit a guy in the head you miss by a little bit you hit a guy in the hand so I don't think there's anything malicious going on other than it's just been coincidental because I was looking at the numbers. Coming into the finale of this series, and I don't think it changed because I don't think any Met got hit in this game. The Mets have been hit 40 times. We all know that number. Do you know, if you had to guess, Hoff, the team who's been hit the second most times in the National League? Uh, you had to guess. I'm trying to, I think, I, was it the Dodgers? I well, forget the team. How many times? The I, Mets have been hit, been I, hit 40 times. What do you think number two is? I, I think it's in the 30s. I think it's like low 30s. You ready for this? Give it to me. And and this is why, like, I really do think it's a coincidence, but this is, number two is 28. That's 12. 28. That's 12. That's 12 different hits. Yeah. It's significant. No, no, no. I, 
<laughs> I understand. <laughs> the league average is 23. Uh, the San Francisco Giants have been hit 28 times. The Mets have been hit 40 times. And I, I get it. I mean, I understand. Now, the Mets have also had the most plate appearances of any team in the National League. So I, I, that does not equal the 12 difference between the Giants and the Mets. I just I want to get perspective when I give a number like this, not just throw it out there and, and let it marinate. Hey, the Mets- but I do still think it's a coincidence, Pete. I don't think people are attempting to hit the New York Mets. The Mets have hit 25 guys themselves. So it's not like they're not hitting people, too. Yeah, but 25 is a lot lower than 40. <laughs> I'm trying to justify it. Hey, but, but here's the thing, too. Like, you got to remember, in the beginning, wasn't Chris Bassett talking about the ball, like the fact that the ball is not sticky enough or whatnot. So there is that mindset of it's not purposeful. The MLB's got to step in to try to help him. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the problem with that whole thing. Yeah, the ball issue and there needs to be universal sticky stuff. That still doesn't explain how the Mets have been hit 40 times. And the team that's number two has been hit 28 times. And look, I don't have the data that every team uses, the scouting reports that every team uses on how they attack Lindor, how they attack Alonzo, how they attack all their hitters. But maybe there is a common theme of you got to bust guys inside because you do have to pitch inside. That's a part of baseball. I mean, that's the way it is. In fact, I'll give you an example. And I I totally forgot to mention this. uh, The first Rico Bronia podcast we did about Edwin Diaz. And I'm going to check my scorebook to see if I uh, have this correct. When he, I think it was the game he pitched in the eighth inning on Sunday. Because my scorebook's not going to confirm what I'm about to say. Do you remember, and you know what, I'm confident. It definitely was the Sunday game when he pitched the eighth inning and he faced Betts, Freeman, and Turner. And he pitched a 1-2-3 inning, okay? Every ball he threw was up and it was in. And it wasn't as if it was Edwin Diaz lacking command. Like, Edwin Diaz threw that nasty slider. He was in command. But it felt like Edwin Diaz was, in a purposeful way, making batters feel uncomfortable. Because when you can throw 99 miles an hour, and you can come up and in, and you can do it once or twice in a given at-bat, you can scare the crap out of anybody. Or at least you could plant that seed in anyone's head. I'll never forget, as much as I don't like Roger Clemens, the most brilliant Clemens performance I ever saw was against the Mariners in 2000. In 2000, game four, game five of the ALCS. I forget which one. And he struck out like 13 or 14 guys. And early in the game, he came up and in on A-Rod. Like, and it was done on purpose. Like, this is Roger Clemens. And I remember thinking to myself, this guy, as much as I effing hate him, he's awesome. Like, I know what he did. That's what you have to do. And I remember, if you go back, any diehard Met fan, any geek Met fan out there like ourselves, go rewatch Edwin Diaz in the eighth inning against the Dodgers on Sunday. I'm telling you, dude came up and in like three different times and then pitched a one, two, three inning. So my point is, and it's not like a defense of the Mets getting hit. I'm just trying to be fair and rational about this. I'm not just going to be screaming and yelling and saying, we got to hit everybody. Everybody's targeting the Mets. Like, if I did that, I'd be a bitch New York Ranger fan who thinks every official's out to get them. There's a screw the Ranger button. Everybody hates us. There's a conspiracy against us. I'm not going to play that game. And to anyone who's a Ranger fan out there, I'm sorry. Deal with it. I made a joke about your team. Let's all remember we're Met fans. We all love each other. But instead of just claiming there's a conspiracy, I'm trying to be fair about this. So 
is that a part of it? That, hey, to get Pete Alonso out, you got to come up and in. You got to bust him inside. And when you pitch up and inside and you miss by a little bit, it can get violent. Now, with that said, if I'm the New York Mets, what do I do about it? I've said this before. Next time someone hits me, I charge the mound. That's it. I'm not saying it's going to solve everything, Hoff, but I'll tell you that I think it's better than just randomly drilling the best player on the other team. That's where I'm at with it. No, and I agree with that. And also, the other thing I don't like, I forgot who it was very early in the season. There was an at-bat, I think it was in the Chicago Cubs series, maybe Cardinals series, where they try to set up the player to kind of get comfortable at the plate and then drill him on the second or third pitch. I don't think that's the way. I guess if you're going to be, you know, diplomatic, I guess this would be, you know, go brawl. But I also, <laughs> but I, I, I don't want the brawl either. And I think that, to be honest with you, Buck doesn't want it. He dealt with Manny Machado for how many years of him being suspended every year for some sort of incident? I don't think he wants it. I really don't. I think no, I don't think they want it either. I agree. Look, I, I and, and if I had to make a prediction, I don't think the Mets are going to be involved in any brawls this season. They're uh, a pacifist team. Dude, they're, not, if, they're not looking for a fight. If it wasn't for Arenado, they wouldn't be in a brawl at all, I don't think, right? I know. And and what was that even about? It was, was up and in. It was up and in. Oh, no, yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> no, no, I know. I, I think it's just the, the whole thing has become frustrating, and, and hopefully these numbers start to even out. I mean, to be hit 40 times, you know, 59 games into the season when the the team who's been hit the most after you in the National League is only 28 is a little bit alarming. Either way, game sucked. We get some positive news about Pete Alonso, Starling Marte, and then we have the finale of this series where my biggest takeaway, besides the fact that the offense did very little in the final two games of this series, sort of similar to the first two games of the Dodgers series, where the offense has now become the strength of this team. So when they get completely shut down and get two hit by Yu Darvish and in the finale only get five hits against Sean Manaya, who is in complete control, and a few of those hits were garbage time hits in the ninth inning, yeah, their offense is a big part of why they lost the last two games, no doubt about it, just like the first two games against L.A. But I'm a little concerned about Chris Bassett. I think we've got to be honest about what's going on here. 